Hey, 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 welcome back to OK Pause Podcast. I'm Moni. Today we will briefly recap Love is Blind Season 3, Episode 11, and The Reunion, which should be Episode 12. Guys, what an amazing night of episodes. I don't know how many times my heart sank, my jaw dropped, and also I was blindsided from left to right. Zenup girl, I see you. Girl, you did your thing. Okay, Colleen, I wasn't expecting that, but okay. (laughs) And Nancy, your family got your back, okay? I'm not even going to get started on the reunion, so let's just go ahead and just dive on in. Let's get into it, shall we? Okay, so we're going to go ahead and get started with episode 11. And episode 11 picks up, of course, obviously, where episode 10 uh, uh, finished off. So that was at Nancy and Bartice's wedding. So in episode 10, at the end, we did get Nancy's response for which she said yes. Uh, And then now we are at Bartice. And just to get right into it, Bartice says no. I was stunned because I obviously thought that they would both say yes to each other. Now, whether or not we thought they should have or Nancy should have said no, you know, that's that that doesn't matter at this point. But the fact was just that I thought that they would both say yes. So anyway, so Barty said no. And everyone was stunned. Um, his mom, well, his whole family, brother and, and father and, and, and stepmom, and uh, even his parents, too, and sisters, everyone there just looked really shocked. And also, let's not forget that, you know, he sent Nancy the, the little gift after she sent him the gift of the reminders of their journey um, in the pods. Um, she, he sent her a little note with a, a shot you know, saying, you know, let's do the darn thing. Okay. Meaning let, let's, let's do this wedding. Let's get married. Let's say yes, basically. So she was going into this with the anticipation that he was going to say yes and that they were getting married. So she feels that she was uh, obviously blindsided. Now I will say that I do like how she handled everything. Um, initially she walked off, um, with her, maid of honor and um everybody was telling him that he should go and follow her go you know go talk to her and of course nancy's mom also stepped away and then nancy's brother stepped away so nancy and bartice were able to finally go into this little corner on the side where everybody can still see them talking and so i guess bartice wanted to explain why he said no excuse me and so nancy's mom had approached them and so nancy was basically telling her mom mom i've got this can you know like i want to say go away but i don't believe those were the words that she used and maybe it was but that's the first thing that's coming to mind is she was like mom go away like i got this i got this and the mother did eventually step off to the side and she was talking with her son um the youngest brother and her well nancy's youngest brother and so he was really upset and and i don't blame him because he was saying basically like okay we came all the way out here why did he blindside my sister you know i knew that you know he was a joke that he wasn't really in this um he really didn't love her you know all the things basically he was saying i told you guys i told you guys uh but um it his mom just kept saying look at this moment nancy needs us and she needs us to be there for her she needs us to be supportive she needs us to be strong um like you know basically like let's just chill out let's just calm down let's give her the space that she needs at this moment and and let them talk now eventually 
Um, so Bartiz was saying that there was nothing that he would change. And now this was at the point where, because eventually everyone basically came out. There must have been like 20 or 30 people out. Well, maybe about 20 people out there. Eventually Bautista's parents also made it out um, to where they were standing off to the side and say, hey, can we just let them talk and figure this out? So eventually Nancy and Bartiz knew that they just had to get away from the whole thing, right? Because everybody was just in their face. So they were able to make it inside uh I guess, I don't know if it's the wedding church or the building where they were all getting ready for the event. And so they were able to sit on some stairs and they were able just to talk, just the two of them in private. So Bartiz was basically just saying that there was nothing that he would change about this whole experience. Uh, He did fall in love with her and they fell in love with each other. Um, But for him, that that was not enough for him to go forward with the marriage. Again, I, I guess I may have missed what it was that caused him to say no and I believe actually I think he did touch on a few things he touched on I don't know if he actually verbalized it but I know that some of his concerns were you know when they came left the pods and came home uh basically to you know to Texas when they came home and the realization about the whole thing with the realtor um, being an ex that she has properties with, um, I believe when the family or when his when the families you know met up and when uh, his when he had the conversation with his uh, parents and his sister about the abortion topic, so I guess it was just a lot of that and maybe some things that he was just unsure of and maybe he felt that there was just too much there. I believe is what he was saying was the reason why he just couldn't go forward. But anyway, so that's where we left off with them. And eventually, um, you know, they went their separate ways, you know, for that moment until the reunion. But um, yeah, it didn't work out for them. Um, uh, I wish Nancy would have been the one to say no, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, Nancy definitely deserves better. He really wasn't, um, he really did miss out on a good thing as far as having a woman like Nancy in his life because she is self-sufficient she's independent she's smart she's beautiful right she's got all these things that any man in his right mind would want in a mate or a partner so just the fact that i'm assuming that bartice was just too young to even recognize what he had in her is definitely his loss but i i wish the best for her and i hope that she does find her partner and the love of her life and and she finds the you know the person that she's looking forward to to kind of complete her. So we move on to Brennan and Alexa. Now, and this is for their wedding. So Brennan arrives at the wedding site and we get the footage of their love story. Uh, Brennan is getting dressed uh, and Alexis is with her bridesmaids. You know, she's getting her makeup and everything. And eventually she does get dressed. And something I wanted to note here about Alexa is that she is just so chilled and relaxed at all times. She was able to touch on it a little bit later. And I guess I'll mention it now. She had said how um, when she was able to watch, you know, the show back, she always came across kind of stoic-like, just like she had no emotions and that he was always the one expressing feelings or emotions, whereas she does it through sarcasm. And so that's how she's always been. But she said that she, it made her feel as if she was coming across colder, that she wasn't interested. And so she said she's been working on that. But uh, that's, I guess that's where I had got the uh, Alexis. She just seems so chilled and relaxed at all times. Like nothing bothers her. There's no emotions there. You know that she cares about 
Brennan and you know that she loves Brennan, but she doesn't really show it. So if she is working on that, that's awesome. Uh, so I'm really happy for the two of them. Now, Brennan's mom goes to speak with Brennan and Brennan's mom, I think she is so pretty and she is so sweet and she's definitely very supportive of their relationship. And of course, she's supportive of her son. She said her baby's getting married and she's very proud. It seems like she was a little nervous though because she didn't know how they were going to go, how things were going to go. And Brennan as well seemed a little bit anxious. He was like, I just want her to say yes. I just want her to say yes. It was almost like he just wanted the whole thing done just to get to the point where he knew that they both said yes and like, okay, we're doing a doggone thing. So now Alexa's dad goes to see her and he, Guys, Alexa's dad is so handsome. <laughs> uh, he was crying. He was shed. He shed a tear too. Uh, and he also—is it just me? But he looks like he can be one of the Bondsmen, right? Like it's a James Bond, right? In the in the James Bond movie, uh, he looks like he can definitely play that main character. But uh, anyway, so he looks like—I'm um, sorry. So I was. So anyway, so eventually we get to the, to, you know, the, her, the father is finally walking her down the aisle and, um, it's so funny cause he kind of just, you know, kind of tugged her on to, uh, Brennan. Uh, so you can definitely tell that they have that playful relationship. I'm talking about Alexa and her dad, but, um, the whole time that Brennan was, you know, when they were exchanging their vows and, and Brennan was speaking is you can tell that her eyes was looking downward and not at his eyes. It's like the whole time I noticed that she was, it's like, is she reading? Is she, why is she looking at his lips the whole time? <laughs> was it just me? Did you guys catch that? She was looking at his lips the whole time. And then if he said something, she would look up. So her eyes was always going up and then down up and then down. But yeah, I don't know if she was reading his lips or really trying to take in everything, every single word that he was saying. But I did notice that. And I thought that was, uh, that was kind of funny to me. So next we go to, uh, let's see here. So Brennan, of course, um, says I do. And Alexis also obviously says I do. And he breaks the glass and then they share a kiss. So I am so happy for these two. Um, they, people, everyone has been rooting for them since the beginning. And, um, they definitely seem like the first couple, um, well, they were the first to get engaged. Uh, but they definitely seem like they are good for one another. They both have that kind of even chilled spirit. Uh, like they can kind of talk things through and work things out. Uh, I know that we're kind of concerned about Alexa and, um, whether or not Brennan will be able to, I guess, uh, meet the bar, right, that her family or her father has set as far as financial expectations and all those things. So I don't know. We'll have to see what happens there. But it seems like they'll be able to work through things. So uh, they are the first uh, of the couples to say yes. So yes. Okay, so we go to Zenab and Cole. Now, watching Zenab come out the car and walk around her room, she had like no smile and she was kind of just lifeless, if that makes sense. And at that moment, I felt that, yeah, her answer is no, because some of the other ladies, even the ones who said no, you still couldn't tell or the other, whoever the other person was that said, no, you still couldn't tell because they came in with the smile and they were excited and, you know, they kind of play the role, right? But Zenob didn't. She was stoic. She came in. She was serious. She kind of walked around the room, looked at her dress, looked at the, you know, her ring. And then, you know, it was just kind of like, okay, let's go ahead and get this show on the road. 
But yeah, that was something that I had noticed right away. And I was like, yeah, this is definitely a no. Now, uh, if she said no, I, I have in my notes here that, okay, low key, I'm hoping she doesn't say yes and she says no, but we'll see what happens. Uh, okay, so... And I guess the other thing that was kind of interesting to me too, when I was watching Zenup and Cole, it's almost like Cole, in a sense, seemed like he had a look of fear in his in his eyes, like uncertainty, like he, as if he was worried about not knowing what Zenup was going to say. That's what I mean. And so when watching Zenup and Cole, it's like they were saying in their one-on-ones, right, with the producer, whoever they were speaking with, saying, oh, yes, I'm excited about this moment. I'm looking forward to getting married to Zenob or getting married to Cole and, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But watching the look on their face as they were just kind of walking around and getting dressed and, you know, putting her makeup on or whatever, there was no excitement. So it's like the things that they were saying in their one-on-ones didn't match what I was seeing on my screen. Does that make sense? So that was something else that I had kind of observed. Uh, so Zedup sits down with her mom and she's crying. She's thinking about her parents and wish that they were there. And so her mom just kind of consoles her and tells her that your parents are here. They are watching. Um, and, um, and yeah, so she was, she was eventually, she told herself just to kind of, you know, get out of that and stop crying and, and, and let's get on with it. So Cole talks with his friends and they all look like frat brothers to me. I don't know why. <laughs> they just, I don't know if it's just that they look young. Granted, he is young too. But they just look extra young. Like they can just be like his little brothers or something. I don't know. And Zenob looks so pretty in her dress. But anyway, so it's wedding time. So Cole walks down the aisle. And I'm thinking he must have got there in a split, what, two, three seconds? Because he flew down the aisle. And I was like, okay, well, take your time. You're supposed to walk and, and you know, look at people, maybe smile at them, greet them or something, wave a little bit. But he just went straight down the aisle, and it was just really fast. Now... Um, her, I believe it was her stepbrother, walked her down the aisle. And I'm, when I say stepbrother, I mean uh, the woman who she calls mom, her adoptive mom or adoptive family. Um, the, her son uh, is the one who walked her down the aisle. And apparently they've known each other ever since they were like little kids. And I believe her stepmom says she's knew, she's known Zenup since Zenup was eight. I may have that wrong, but I believe I remember her saying that a few episodes back. And um, what I did love, too, is that she had two seats reserved for her parents there, and they had the little reserve sign on the two seats. So that was really sweet. And Zenab opened up with prayer, and then they started to go ahead and exchange their vows. Now, Zenab, when, when they were done exchanging the vows and, and they were asked to say yes or no, basically, Zenab said no. And uh, she said that you have insulted me, you have disrespected me, you have critiqued me, and you have shattered my self-control. And I hate that you have had that power over me. Let me tell you guys, I was like two snaps and drop the mic, okay? <laughs> she did that. She told him the brutal truth. And she walked out. Okay, so let's pause for a second. Some people may have felt that, some people, I don't know, and maybe no one did, right? But some people may have felt that, whoa. And I know 
Cole felt it, um, that, well, this was kind of harsh. Or number two, was this the place she should have done that? Because Cole also did share that, okay, he was surprised, he was blindsided, and he felt that she could have shared those sentiments with him, I guess maybe the day before or a few days before, you know, sooner, that it didn't have to be uh, in this environment, right, where she basically basically unloaded all of that, right, on him. She could have just said no and that would have been that or, you know, added a few th reasons why, but it didn't have to be so you insulted me, you disrespected me, you critiqued me and you shattered my self-confidence, but, but yeah, self-confidence. But you know what, Cole, if that was her truth and that was her moment when she wanted to express that to you, perhaps she also may have felt that that's probably the only time you would have really listened, right? There would have been, a, there would not have been an opportunity for a back and forth, right? You had no choice but to hear what she had to say. You couldn't, you know, the, you know, say, well, why do you say that? You could, you couldn't create an, a, a platform or an environment for an argument with her, right? Because that's not something you would do in that situation. In that situation, you're going to listen. So she probably wanted that to stay with you forever right and and surely it is going to stay with him forever he's going to probably have nightmares about um what she said and again it was her truth it was her moment that's how she wanted to express herself that's the moment that she took to unload that and you know what the only thing that we can do is support her um if she's when she said that once she was walked out of that um hall that she was at peace she had forgiven him and she was done with him, but she wanted to let him know why. And you know what? Kudos to kudos to her. Good for you, especially also for not holding all that in. Because of course she has shared this in so many ways with Cole um, over the last four weeks or five weeks, whatever it's been. She's you know she's definitely let him know every time. I didn't like when you said this. I didn't like when you did that. But she just plainly said it in just the most simplest way, unfortunately, it was in this environment. But it is what it is. Good for her. Now, her mom goes to console her, and his friends come over to support him. And uh, he was in a state of shock. He never really left that hall after eventually everybody was gone. He was just left just sitting there. So I did kind of feel bad for him in a sense, right? Because you, you don't want to see anyone in such pain, but also Zenob has carried this pain for the last four weeks, right? So, you know what, it is what it is, I guess. Um, I know that this is gonna be hard for him though, because remember the first time he was married, with, within six months of meeting someone, met them, dated them, and proposed to them, got engaged, got married, got divorced, all within six months. So although this did not, lead to a marriage that ended in a divorce, but still the experience of going through this process and it ending and crashing the way that it did, right, is something that's going to stick with him. So this is like, uh, you know, a second bad experience for him when it comes to marriage. So who knows if Cole might even get married anytime 
in the near future. It may really be a long time for him before he even gets married again. I'm sure he will. I think that Cole definitely will get married again, but I believe it's going to probably be a little bit later um, once he probably feels that he's matured um, and he's learned a lot and when he probably feels that he's ready. And he'll probably also make sure that his family is there because Zenob also did share and some of the reasons that things didn't work out is, of course, the things that she listed above. She wants someone who knows that they want her. And she also wants someone whose family is there to support them, right? And so she feels that she was never accepted by his family. So also just like, you know, what SK had said earlier about with Raven is that, okay, well, my family was concerned that she had no one on her side of her family, of course, that was there. So that was a concern for him. But anyway, so yeah, so anyway, so that was that um, with um, with Cole and Zenob. So we're going to go over to Colleen and Matt as they get ready to get married. Now, Colleen arrives at her wedding site and she has her dress. She is talking a lot in cold words to me at the time. And when I say code words, not cold, but C-O-D-E, I felt at the time that she was talking in code because she was saying things like, I want to get married. I only want to get married once. I only want to say yes once. So I thought she was going to say no, meaning I'm only going to say do this one time, not twice. So I don't believe I'm going to do it this time because I don't feel like this is right. And I don't want to just waste a yes, right? Or waste a marriage. So I'm just going to, without her saying, I'm going to say no, because they can't say that. But again, this is kind of what I was thinking at the time. I'm not saying whether it was right or wrong, because of course I didn't know. We hadn't gotten to that point yet. But I was just thinking she was talking in code. Also, um, what was the other thing that I have here? Now, Matt is sitting with his friends, and I can see that he is nervous, right? He's anxious. He's worried about whether or not Colleen will say um, yes or no. Um, he's probably more nervous that he thinks that she'll probably say no. Now, one of his friends seemed really concerned, um, also said that he doesn't think that uh, Matt is ready to be married. But he says, you know what, but if you think you are, then as your friend, I support you. And if you think that she's the one, then, you know, I'm here to support you. But I did like that. That but This is the friend I said also, I think a week or two weeks ago, who I said was a good friend. He gave him really good advice. But he did genuinely look concerned and was wondering whether or not... Uh, you know, Matt was really ready for this. Not whether or not Colleen um, was the right woman, but whether or not this was the right time for Matt. But anyway, so, and meaning that Matt is still dealing with some other issues from his past relationship that people probably sense that he's still caring. So that's why he was concerned that he may not be ready. Um, now, Matt's underlining nervousness is coming from the two big fights, right, that they had um, in the season a few weeks back. And how he's coming off is, is the way that he came off in the fights, I'm sure he picked up 
is what made Colleen feel scared. Because remember when they were at the aquarium on their date and he asked her, is she going to say yes or no? And then she said no. When he kept saying, just say it, say it, say it, say it. And she said um, no, or that she was feeling more like she was going to say no. He knows that the way that he reacted when she went out on Wednesday night with the girls after the little thing, and uh, I forgot the other, oh, the other big fight about the whole cold incident. So yeah, so he, he knows that that probably scared her because she looked scared and he was screaming and yelling and his behavior was off and her concern was she didn't know if he would stick around if things got rough down the road and things like that so I'm sure that he picked up the sense that okay I think I may have scared her my behavior may have came off a little erratic and again some people are probably wondering some things which I'm not going to touch on because it's not my place to put that out there but there are some concerns nonetheless um Matt makes it down the aisle and uh, his mom um, was there. And I believe, yeah, it was his mom. His mom is the one who gave him away. And um, Matt started crying. And I said, um, yeah, Matt is crying because when he saw her is what I mean. When uh, Colleen was coming down the aisle, he started crying because he said, remember, guys, he said he'll know when he sees her because he'll probably be able to see the look in her eyes or read her eyes and probably read her energy to see you know, which way she was leaning. Cause that's the whole thing that was making him nervous. But anyway, so he started crying when he saw her because of, she looked so beautiful. So, uh, but anyway, so that's what was going on there. So anyway, so we get to the part where they exchanged their vows and he went first and she, Oh no, I'm sorry guys. Let me pause for a second. So she went, was it, she, who went first? Okay, no, I'm sorry. So she did go first. So she went first and she said she did. And I put down initially that she was going to say, no, it's a, it's a no for me, homie. <laughs> but no, she actually did say yes. I was shocked. I've got exclamation points <laughs> all over my page. And so, of course, you know, he said yes. And I was like, what? But of course he would have said yes. But I was more surprised by her response because I'm thinking, Colleen, oh my goodness, sister girl, do you know what you are about to get yourself into? And even her sister had said um, a few scenes back, say, don't worry about what mom is thinking. Don't worry about what anybody else is saying to you in your ear. You do what you feel is right. So I figured the sister knew something and was probably trying to lean her more in a direction of just stick with the no, right? But I guess when Colleen made it down the aisle, she said yes. I was not expecting that. I really was not expecting that. Um, yeah, we're gonna have to talk about this a little bit more when we get to the reunion, but it is what it is. So anyway, the show ends uh, and it, it ended with final thoughts, right? From each individual. Um, your SKs, your Raven, your Nancy, your Bartice, um, your Matt and Colleen, and um, your Alexa and uh, Brennan, uh, just talking about their views, what they thought about the experience, um, about their decisions, what they expect to come in a future, um, or if they were blindsided, you know, how they took it or what they thought about that. So, but anyway, that's kind of how um, the episode 
uh, 11, um, the weddings ended. So yeah, so I'm, we had two yeses, right? Out of all of our couples, we had Alexa and Brennan first who said yes. And then we had Matt and Colleen who said no. And just as a refresher, we had Zenup who said no, of course. And then we had SK who said no. So I feel like I'm leaving somebody out. That's to that's a uh, Zenup and that's Zenup and Cole I spoke on uh, oh Nancy and Bartiz that's who I'm leaving out and Nancy who said yes and Bartiz who said no so we have two people who eventually did get married so let's go over and talk about this a little bit more because we have the reunion episode which was episode 12 and uh, that was some good stuff. Um, I wanted to kind of get through the um, the final weddings here so we can go ahead and talk about the uh, reunion because there was a lot of stuff there. But anyway, um, you can. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pause here for a second. And then when I come back, if you need to take a break, you know, go run an errand <laughs> or if you want to just continue listening straight on, that's cool too. So let's go ahead and pick up on the other side with um, episode 12, which is going to be uh, the reunion and I'll see you on the other side. Okay. All right. If I uh, welcome back, um, we're going to go ahead into the reunion. Now, if you've decided to continue listening, I want to say thank you. I really do appreciate your time. I hope you guys have enjoyed this season as much as I have. I hope that there is a reunion. Well, you know what? There isn't a reunion part two. I'm sorry, but usually there is a, where are they now or something? So I'm not sure. I didn't see it in the lineup in the lineup, but, um, I hope maybe they'll surprise us with that. <laughs> that would be nice. I know for the other two seasons, there was like this follow-up thing to kind of see where everybody was. So hopefully we'll definitely get that. All right. So let's go ahead and get into the reunion. Oh my gosh. This reunion was um, so good. It was so good. Now we have Nick and Vanessa Lachey, uh, Vanessa Lachey, excuse me. Um, and they're basically greeting the cast saying, hello, how everybody's doing. Everybody looks beautiful, whatever have you. So they also do get started by just reminding everybody, which I did just mention it, but I'll mention it again. They talked about the two couples who was seated to their left and right, who did get married, which as I mentioned was Colleen and Matt and Alexa and Brennan. And then the other couples were also there, but they weren't sitting with the person who they were engaged to. Like the three men were sitting on the left, which was, um, uh, we had SK, we had Cole, and then we also had Bartise. And then over to the other seat, um, to the right, we had uh, Nancy, we had Zenub, and then we also had uh, Raven. Okay, so <laughs> they get started with some mess. Okay, and I'm going to also say this, that there were a lot of things that they went into in this reunion that I was not expecting them to bring up in playback footages that they played. I was like, oh my gosh, especially with Colleen, some things that she had to go back and relive, Nancy, some things that she had to go back and relive, and then Raven just having to be there awkwardly, like having to relive that stuff again, although she's in a much better place, so, but we'll get into it. So they also did tell us that they had a surprise for us about a specific couple, because remember there are three other couples who didn't say yes, so of one of those three, there was a surprise for us and you guys probably already well you guys definitely know what it is because you've watched it but for those of you guys who didn't watch who just here to listen we'll get into that in a second so they start off the show by going straight to colleen cole and zenup and i was thinking 
oh my goodness. And the topic is about, you know, the awkwardness about the threesome or whatever, or Cole, you know, still hitting on Colleen when they were all at that little pool event they're gathering. So, and the whole time Colleen is sitting there. Okay, let me pause <laughs> for a second. Okay, now was it just me? It was something about Colleen's energy that just read she was scared or she was terrified or she was nervous or she, she, she needs help or she doesn't want to be in a situation. It was, there was just something that was off, I think is the word I'm looking for, about her whole aura. I'm referring to Colleen here. Um, she just didn't seem happy. You know, and Colleen has this really big, beautiful smile when she smiles and she didn't express any real sincere smiling. There was none of that um, in her presence or in her face the whole time she was sitting there. Also, something else that I observed is that the whole time she was sitting there, it's almost like she was also trying to make sure that she was reassuring uh, Matt that she's all about him and it's just all about him because of course remember how that went when he blew up on her so it's almost like he she just wanted to just keep saying I'm with him I love him he's good to me I'm happy I'm married I'm in love with him you know mad of course because she didn't want any issues after the reunion when they went back home where Matt is probably complaining about well, you didn't, um, you know, praise me or show me affection or you didn't, you know, it was almost like I wasn't there or whatever, who knows, right? What Matt would have went into. So it's almost like she had to just keep reassuring everybody and Cole, if you're listening, this is who I'm with. I'm happy and I'm in love and you know, I'm married now or whatever. I don't know, but she did not seem happy. I don't want to keep going on. Okay. <laughs> um, Zenup is still upset. Uh, Brennan and Alexa weighed in and Cole finally apologizes. So they played the footage, right, of them at the pool. And when Cole was talking to Colleen, when he was basically asking her, how are things going on with her and her relationship with Matt? And then Colleen asked him about him and Zenup. And he was basically saying, you know, she's a great girl. She's amazing. She's beautiful, smart, whatever. But she's basically not the type of woman that I would have, you know, normally gone for outside in the real world. You are more my type, that whole thing. Uh, and so they played that and some other comments and things that he had said. And also, um, some things that Colleen said, I can't remember what she had said either back then, but yeah, so they, they played that footage. And again, I'm just thinking about Colleen because Cole, not Cole, Matt, is also rewatching this again, right? Because they saw it when the show aired. Well, he, they kind of lived it a little bit, but he wasn't there. He didn't actually, he wasn't in the, with the two of them talking, he wasn't, he was off to the side watching them, but he wasn't in that conversation. And he just got feedback of what she told him and what Cole told him. But for him to actually see it, he saw it, of course, when the show aired. But for him to have to watch it again now, I kind of felt bad for Colleen because I'm thinking if, this is boiling up in Matt again. She's going to have to deal with that later when they get home, which is why she had to keep reassuring him to all of us that, you know, she's happy and she's in love and she's with Matt. And then that was just a mistake or whatever. Zenup said that still upsets her just to have to watch that again. And, um, again, that's part of the whole him critiquing her and, um, 
you know, him disrespecting her. I'm talking about Cole disrespecting and critiquing um, Zena. So that's, she said, just watching that footage again made her really upset. And I don't blame her. Um, Brennan and Alexa, they were weighing in on most people. Well, not everybody's um, relationships. They definitely, well, they weighed in on Cole's treatment of Zena and then also the way Bartice treated Nancy. Uh, but other than that, they kind of stayed out of everything else. But you can definitely tell that Alexa doesn't care for Cole. And Brennan, you know, he didn't care for Cole either. But of course, he's with his wife, Alexa. So whatever she says, you know, he's co-signing. And so Cole finally apologizes and says, well, I'm sorry. I was, it was, I, it was out of place. Um, he wasn't really thinking. Um, he did, had no intentions of really hurting Zenob, you know, but I guess I, when people forget that when they're filming a show, I, I guess they tend to forget that the cameras are there, right? And that there are cameras all around you. Even if there's not a camera in front of your face, there's a camera perched up somewhere in a corner that's recording all of this. So you have to remember that you're not at home. You are being filmed for a TV show and they can use the content that you're giving them against you. And you're going to have to watch this playback. And also, this is going to be televised nationwide. You have to be mindful of what you're saying at all times, especially when you're going on a reality TV show. You know, hint, hint, Bartiz, Cole. Um, yeah, especially those two. Oh, and Matt, his behavior alone. He didn't say crazy things. Well, he did. But his behavior was more crazier than the things that he said. But nonetheless, so we make it past that. My only feedback there was that it was just really hard to watch Colleen. I know I keep going back to that, but I just felt bad for baby girl. And I was like, look, blink if you need help. I mean, seriously, there is something going on there and she does not look happy. Um, so next we go to Raven. So they asked Raven how she felt when he said no. And she said basically that she was blindsided. And, um, and we already heard her, you know, the reasons why. And then they talked to SK, and SK also shared again the reasons why we already know. Basically, the fact that her family couldn't be there and she didn't have the support of her family really concerned him. And he also mentioned um, the fact that he was in school, right? And he's going to be away for two years. And how is that going to work long distance with her in Texas and him in California? And the fact that, you know, when he offered her to move to California to be with him, that he, she said no. So he said it was just a lot of those things and that he figured it was easier to say no now than to get into a relation a marriage excuse me and nothing good come, comes out of it right and then now they have they'll be fighting all the time while he has to focus on his schoolwork, and then it has to probably end up in a divorce so it's almost like it just wasn't really worth it and um it seems like he really didn't tell i believe that he didn't tell uh, Raven, when they asked Raven if she knew or if she had a hint, she said no. She said that, you know, and so Vanessa said, you didn't know anything at all. And she said, no, like I was really blindsided. And I believe that when she said that she wasn't prepared, I believe that she meant that she wasn't prepared for him to say no, right? If that makes sense. Like she was kind of in her mind, like, okay, well, I'm a baddie. I'm attractive. I'm beautiful. You know, I'm a um, um, pilot. What a Pilates. <laughs> say Pilate. Um, a Pilates instructor. Like most men would die, you know, to have me in their life, nonetheless, as a wife. So of course he's going to say yes, right? Because everything he's been saying has been leading up to of course he's going to say yes. So she hadn't prepared in her mind 
for him to say anything else other than yes. So when she was saying that she wasn't prepared, she didn't prepare for a no. So that's why she just said, can I give you a hug? Thank you. And walked out because she was shocked. But anyway, so we get, we get through that. So then Vanessa and, and Nick asked them, so what's going on now with you guys? So are you guys, were you guys able to work through that? Are you guys talking? Are you dating? What's going on there? And so they admitted that, yes, they are dating. And, um, and I don't know if Bartiz will, he, well, I don't know if he looks shocked because I'm sure that they all talk right there, probably in all these little group chats. And so they probably knew before we did that they are together now. And so I'm sure he probably knew, but to see it was probably surprising to him. But anyway, they said they are dating. So they both got up and walked up to each other and they shared a kiss. And it's so funny when SK, he is shady. I see you SK. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was marking his territory when he went up to her and, and embraced her he grabbed her butt right <laughs> i was like okay i see you letting um uh bartice know yeah I, you know these are my hands on her tush like this is my woman now right because everybody kind of doubted because everything she wasn't really saying negative things with them when they got back to Texas and when other couples were asking, well, how are things going with you and SK? She was like, well, we're just taking things slow and, you know, I'm just getting to know him. We're doing a lot of talking. So most people probably thought, okay, well, yeah, they're definitely not going to work out. And also even myself, right? I was feeling, okay, well, she's definitely not interested in him. She's just looking for someone to financially take care of her. Because again, remember, she did kind of bring that up in a pod when she was talking to Bartiste when she was saying how she's dated older men and she still have gifts that they've given her and whatever, whatever. But, um, I think, okay, pause for a second. I think that when SK said no to Raven, I think that threw her for a loop, right? Because probably no one has ever said no to Raven, right? And so most times all she hears is yes, what do you want? Tell me what your needs are. I am here to fulfill your needs and your and 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 meet whatever your desires are. So she's probably never had anyone say no to her. Nonetheless, you know, getting married, right? Oh, granted, this was the first time she was getting married, but she again probably was not expecting for anyone to say no. So nonetheless, SK, right? She's thinking, okay, this little Nigerian dude, you know, of course he's going to be lucky just to have me, you know, so of course he's going to say yes. So he says, no, that threw her off, you know, her game. And so I think once she got away from there, right, and went home and had time to just kind of think and process things over the weeks, right, or months or whatever have you, I'm sure that she was angry and she did share that she was a little upset with him. They didn't talk for a little bit at the beginning, but she probably realized that she really does have something special with him. And that number two, he is very different from all the other men that she's dated in the past. And also she probably, you know, wanted to sit down because I'm sure they talked afterwards and she probably asked him, so why did you say no, right? You know, just off camera, back home, on the phone, right? And he probably took the time to share those things that he shared with us as to the reasons why. And maybe she did a little self-reflection. That's what I think. And also, she did say she went into the pod because she wanted to do something different. She didn't want to keep meeting men the same way that she was meeting them and meeting the same type of men. She wanted someone who can intellect, intellectually, excuse me, 
intellectually, <laughs> excuse me, stimulate her mind, not just someone who's attracted to her physically. So it looks like they were able to really build a bond. Um, I'm not going to lie. I do have some concerns, as I had mentioned in my other uh, podcast, about some of the the wife stuff that SK was looking for. And she was saying that, you know, she's that's not really her. She's not, you know the housewife kind of woman, you know, the laundry and cooking and cleaning and having the stew ready and doing all that laundry. She said, that's not really me, but you know what? If, if SK knows that and, and SK is okay with that and they're dating now and they're getting to know each other and they're happy, then I'm happy for them, right? Because at least they both know what the other can bring after watching the, you know, the, the wedding and the reunion now, and I've gotten to listen to them a little bit more and I can see the sincerity and happiness in her. She doesn't come off as cold anymore. Um, she does have a very warmth energy to her now than she had in the, you know, over the la the season, basically the last few episodes, the last 10 episodes or so that we've watched, there's a difference in the Raven that I'm seeing that I saw, excuse me, in the reunion than the Raven I saw in episodes one through uh, 10. All right. So I am now kind of like, okay, well, maybe this will work because maybe they didn't need to jump into a marriage. Maybe they did need to start off by actually really dating in the real world. So, uh, but anyway, so that's that. Now, yeah. So anyway, so that was, that was kind of it on SK. We'll come back to them later. So, um, we go to, um, a footage where they decide to play a footage of, you know, <laughs> Raven and Nancy, right? And Raven was kind of like, Oh gosh, I don't want to see this. And it was basically where Raven was talking about Nancy and Nancy's talking about Raven. Now Raven was talking about, well, Nancy's the kind of girl from high school or something, whatever it was that you see at Walmart or whatever it was that is like, okay, like, okay. Again, these aren't her exact words, but something along the lines of, okay, well, um, why are you talking to me? And like, yeah, well, we need to meet up never or something like that, right? Like that she's not her type of person. She's not someone that she would normally befriend or someone she's not threatened by her, right? I guess something along those lines. And Nancy wasn't really talked about Raven that way. She When she was talking to uh, Bartiz, it was more along the lines that, that, okay, well, I didn't realize that Raven was one of your top two or threes. Um, I'm just surprised because I didn't think that, cause she knows Raven. She sees Raven, right? Cause she's in the woman's quarters with Raven. So from her conversation and what she's gathering and getting to know Bartiz in the pods, She's thinking, okay, well, I didn't see Raven as the kind of person that I thought that you would be interested in. So she never really said anything bad about Raven. It was more or less just like she would be surprised that, you know, he would be interested in her. But anyway, so then we um, went to the footage of where Bartise is now talking about Raven to Nancy. And this is the one where I talk about Nancy's eyes. So they're in the bed. This is after the night when they all met each other for the first time and they made it back to their um, homes and they were in bed talking. And Bartise is just going on and on and on about how much of a baddie Raven is and how Raven is the type of woman that he would normally go for in a real world. But don't worry, you know, I love you, uh, Nancy, and you're my type. You and I connected on an emotional 
um, basis. And so, but he just went on a little bit too much. And the whole time, Nancy is looking at him with these squinted eyes and she's just kind of like nodding like, mm-hmm, I hear you keep talking, keep talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Uh, so again, uh, not really good here, Bartiz. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so Nancy said that the comments, um, so we were kind of brutal, but honest. And what she meant by that is that she said that one thing that she did appreciate about Bartiz is that although he says, because Bartiz was saying his thing is he takes pride and he realized that what he said was harsh and he didn't really mean to come off that way. He was just kind of just talking, right? Uh, but he also says he realized that there he wants to always be honest. He doesn't want that to stop, but that he realizes that it's all in how you communicate it, right, to your partner in this case. It's how you share the information. Um, and so that's where he says that although I like the fact that I am honest and I want to always be honest in my relationships, I believe that I could have been a little bit more tactful. Um, again, Nancy is saying here that she did appreciate that he was honest as far as, you know, his feelings or whatever, whatever it was that he thought about Raven, but it was in the way that he said it. She, um, she said that the comments were, um, oh no, SK, excuse me, SK chimed in and <laughs> he kept chiming in, but anyway, he said that the comments, um, were disrespectful to Nancy. Now he's sitting there, um, very confident, like he's got his relationship. The marriage thing didn't work out, but they took some time and some space and they decided to go ahead and date. And now they're good. They're happy. Right. So, but he just kept chiming in and chiming in and chiming in. So I was just, okay, let's just go on to the next couple. <laughs> I know, you know, SK is not used to being on television. So, um, I, I don't know if he realized that, you know, he has to allow other people to speak, but he kept, you know, chiming in, which was fine. It's okay. It just seems like it was excessive. <laughs> but anyway, so they moved on to Colleen again. So, um, and I just have here again that I, I must say, I'm, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm watching Colleen. And at this point, it was 26 minutes into the episode. And she seems awkwardly uncomfortable. Not really sincerely smiling. Seems like she's scared or nervous. I don't know. So that's what I have written down. That was my observation. But I know I had already talked about that earlier. Uh, so they are asking how married life is. So Colleen says that married life is good. They're very happy. Um, they're still figuring things out. Uh, they're not living together. So everybody was like, okay, wait, pause. <laughs> wait, you guys aren't living together? And so she said, no, we're not living together. And they were like, well, why aren't you guys living together? And she's like, no, we're always together. But, you know, there were some logistics that we still have to figure out. You know, he still had a lease. She still had a lease. And so it's like, okay, you can't break your lease. It's like, well, you know, she said she didn't want to leave her roommate. She has roommates and she didn't want to leave them stranded and, and all of this and all of that. And I'm thinking, mm-mm. No, something else is going on here. And I know you guys agree with me. If you are getting married, you have roommates, your roommates understand why you're breaking the lease, right? Or maybe you can find someone else to take over your lease or whatever. Or maybe you just need to go ahead and just be with your husband. And maybe you'll just chip in a little bit until they can find a roommate because you really want to be with your husband, right? If it was me, I would either be like, I got to break my lease. And they're like, okay, cool. No problem. So they'll pick up the load or if it's like, okay, well, let me see if I can find someone. Great. If I do great, 
if I don't, or maybe they have someone who can move in, right? But if they can't find anyone and I can't find anyone, then depending on what my half is, you know, again, I, I work, right? She works. I'm, sa I'm saying I, meaning if I was in her situation, um, I'm working, she's working, right? And also, they're going to get money from the show. I don't know what her portion of her rent was, right? If it's two, three, four hundred dollars, again, I don't know. But if I really, really wanted to be with my husband, then I would leave and move in with my husband. And then I would just continue to contribute that portion um, to help balance things out for them, at least until you know, we can find somebody else to fill that space, but I would not just still be living with them. And at this point, we don't know how long this is, this is right. Is this like now four five, six months later? We don't know. Cause it all depends on when the show ended, but yeah, so that seems a little odd to me. So that tells me she doesn't want to be in the same space as Matt, because there's no reason why you are, you guys are not living together none and you guys are married again granted i get it just like alexa was saying and i believe alexa was just trying to you know empathize with her and make room for her and, and help make an excuse or something i don't know what the right word is i'm looking for but she was just trying to support her right saying okay well yeah there are reasons don't worry you guys do things on your own timetable you don't have to do things the way society says it should be done meaning getting married and moving in with your significant other um you do what you guys feel is comfortable but I think everybody can read, something's not right. She does not look happy. She is not in a rush to be under the same roof as him. And something tells me that she is terrified of him. I'm not saying terrified for any particular reason. There is a reason, but I'm just saying, I don't know what that reason is. I'll put it that way because <laughs> I don't want to make any assumptions, but I know something's not right. And I know I keep sounding like a broken record and you guys felt it too, but um, I, I hope, okay. I believe that by the time they probably do this, you know, reunion part two, where they all come together six months later, whatever it is, that those two are not going to be together. Um, either they're not going to be together, they're going to be divorced, or they have would not have moved in. Because I don't believe that she's comfortable with Matt, and nonetheless, does she want to totally give everything and move in with this man? She's still... Although they did say, I want to just be fair, they said that their lease will be over soon. And at that point, once their lease is over, they will go ahead and move in. Okay. And I don't know what show it is or what couple that, oh, it was The Bachelor or was it The Bachelor Bachelorette? It was one of those. Uh, oh, it was The Bachelorette with Michelle, right? And I forgot her um, fiance's name. And when they got engaged and they were saying, okay, well, you know, he's going to move in a couple of months or whatever. Of course, we know how that story ended for those who watched The Bachelorette. Um, it didn't work out. And of course, he never moved in. So sometimes it's just easier to say, oh, we're just waiting for our leads. As soon as, you know, we're going to work things out and then we'll go ahead and move in. So I'm just curious to see how that turns out. All right. So let's go ahead and move on to Alexa and Brennan. So they are talking about their first fight, right? Because I believe it was Vanessa who said, so how are things going? You know, cause you guys were the couple that where everything seemed okay. And even Alexa had said earlier on that, you know, we don't have no issues here. Like everything with me and Brennan is smooth sailing. We don't have any issues. We just loving on each other. Life is great. So Alexa said that everything was good and great. They haven't been really having any major issues until they finally did move in. And once they moved in, that's when they started to have their first issues or first fights or whatever. 
And she's like, what was it about, Vanessa, right? She asked, what was, it, what was the first argument or whatever it was about? And I believe Alexa said it was about dishes. <laughs> I don't know what it was about dishes, but she said it was about dishes. But she said that they did receive an advice, and the advice that they received, something along the lines of don't let roommate issues become marriage issues. So basically saying normal issues that you would have with roommates about who does the dishes and whose week it is to clean and whatever, 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 don't bring that into the marriage. You guys are married. You are one unit now. You do things together. It's not about you do this and I do that. So that's what she was saying. Don't bring roommate issues into marriage issues. And I did actually like that. That was actually pretty good advice. And she said that ever since they heard that, that has made a difference um, for them. So they don't have those silly little fights anymore. Uh, so, and it was kind of funny because now they want to take a jab uh, at Andrew. So Nick Lachey acts like, you know, he's getting emotional and he's like, you know, his eyes are getting watered or teared up or whatever. And so he goes to grab Vazine, um, Vizine, and he starts to put the Vizine eye dro um, drops into his eyes. And so, of course, they were taking jabs and making fun of Andrew. And, of course, everybody chimed in. And they were saying how creepy and weird it was. Uh, they said they did invite him uh, to be on the reunion, but he declined. Um, but, of course, you know, they still took the shot. But it, it was definitely, I wouldn't say it was funny. It was like we were all kind of shocked, like, what is he doing? You know, when it first aired. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, so that was that. So now they're going to go ahead and talk about sex. And they were talking about Alexa saying how comfortable she is with sex. Because remember a few episodes back, Alexa was talking about how she likes for um, Brennan. You know, she, she at first, I guess, when they were first starting out intimately, she said it was a little boring. She kind of told him what she liked and how to spice things up. And she likes to be thrown around and she likes rough sex. So she said ever since she shared that with him, things have gotten a lot better and he's made the, and he, you know, made the improvement. And so they don't have any issues there anymore. So she does kind of like it rough. Uh, also, uh, they asked Alex, not Alexa, excuse me, SK and Raven, if they've been intimate yet. And they had said that, um, Vanessa has said that we know that you guys like your privacy and that you guys didn't want to talk about, um, you know, intimate things basically on the show or to share those with the producers or tell us where you guys were at at certain points. But we're just kind of wondering now that everything is over. Have you guys finally, you know, consummated, I guess, right? <laughs> your relationship, let's just say, because it wouldn't be their marriage, but your relationship at this point. And uh, she did say they did. And she said that they had consummated their relationship or had sex or whatever um, after the wedding, meaning after the whole, the show was over, the taping and that, that whole tidbit. Uh, what else? Was there something else I wanted to say about them? No, I think that was it. Okay. So somehow I left out the conversation about Nancy and Bertice. I don't remember which one that was. Oh, so after the wedding, Bertice was, oh, okay. So yeah, I think this had came earlier, but I forgot to mention this. So they were talking about how Bertice was with some blonde woman shortly after the whole wedding thing and there were photos or something on Instagram or on Twitter or whatever have you and they thought that that was wrong so Bartisa said well first of all hold up um it was after the wedding and he said it was sometime in July he said so he said it was uh three days well I guess they somebody pointed out that it was three days after or he said it was three days after the wedding 
um, but that he was somewhere and I guess he met someone, whatever, she was blonde and she was sitting by his side. And then I think it was Alexa or someone else said, well, no, yeah, there's a picture of her or somebody on your lap and whatever it was. I forgot who said all that, but apparently there was a picture of him with another woman, a blonde woman. Um, in very intimate encounters, right? So whether she was sitting by his side or sitting on his lap or he was holding her close, whatever it was, the point was it was three days after the wedding, right? After you just got through sharing this amazing experience with Nancy, right? You went through the pods, you came home to Texas, you guys, you know, went through this four-week process, you had a wedding ceremony, I mean, the whole tidbit, right? You said no, and then three days later, there's a video of you or photos of you on Instagram circulating with you and some blonde woman, like, and so, well, before I say the other part, that's where Bartiz was like, well, first of all, hold up, I'm no longer in the relationship with Nancy. At this point, we had broken up, and I just happened to go out to an event and, you know, whatever. I'm not going to sit here and talk with you guys about my sex life. And the point is, okay, first of all, no one even mentioned the word sex. We just said that, well, I wasn't there. <laughs> but they're just saying that you were with a blonde woman and she was all over you. And the photos, you know, it's like his thing was, well, okay, I didn't post the photos. And they're like, okay, we get that. Somebody else was, or he said somebody was skimming um you know, taking a, a video of the room or whatever and happened to capture Bartise with this woman. And so that's how, and then he's not the one who posted it, but that's how it got out. But the point that everybody else was making to him was how insensitive that was and how disrespectful that was to Nancy. Just the fact that you allow yourself to even be, and again, you can't really have control of someone taking their phone and, and taking a video shot, but you can kind of like make sure that you're not in it, I guess. But again, you can't prevent things like that. But the fact is that that image or video or whatever was, was circulating online three days, three days after this wedding, this wedding that we saw that was so intense with the family members and, and the conversation that they had and how things ended three days after that, you're hooked up and booed up with some woman, blonde woman, and it's all online. Like that is so disrespectful. So I can definitely understand where the ladies were coming from that coming from with that. And I guess for a second there, when Bartith thought about it, he probably thought, okay, I can see where you guys are coming from. Maybe that was, you know, disrespectful, but he was, his thing as well, was just living my life. We had broken up and I was moving on. And again, the other thing too could be, maybe that's just how he copes with it. I'm not making excuses for Bartise, but I'm just saying that people cope with things differently, right? Some people, you know, hit the bottle, they start drinking, they start hooking up with different people, having sex. Again, it could just be his coping mechanism. Perhaps he just needed to just hook up with somebody or get with someone or meet someone just to kind of get Nancy off his mind. It perhaps was just his way of moving on, not saying it's right or wrong, not making excuses for him, but I'm just saying that that could be it. But I do agree. It was disrespectful. I don't think that he should hook, be hooking up with it three days later. So that meant that this whole experience, this whole four week, this whole process, your, I love you. I love you. I love you. All of that meant nothing. That's what gets me. But Nonetheless, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, so then he was in his feelings about it, and they were basically just saying that um, he was insensitive. Um, that's kind of how we really ended uh, the reunion. That's kind of what I have here. 
Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else. There were some other little tidbit stuff that was going on. Nothing else that I felt that I need to needed to really cover in this um, review. But I will say just to, to wrap things up, I really did enjoy the season. It was really great. Um, I like that they do drop, you know, three, four episodes at a time. So for the past month, I was able to enjoy Love is Blind. I have enjoyed uh, Love is Blind 1, 2, and 3. So I can't wait for Love is Blind 4. I think I heard something about there's is it well no that's married at first sight sorry i'm mixing my shows up together but anyway that's all i have um so let's go ahead and get ready to wrap this up okay thank you all right so we have arrived to the end of our podcast this week i want to take a brief moment to thank you for your time and please don't forget to subscribe share and like also you can find my podcast page uh, in the link below thank you and please come back. Let's let's do this again. I'm looking forward to Love is Blind uh, season four, but hopefully we will get a Where Are They Now before then. Uh, so please also check out, I do have Married at First Sight. Um, I know that that is coming to an end. So I'll have the reunion part two up um, in, a, in probably in a day or two. But other than that, thank you again. Uh, and I will talk to you later and you guys have a great day. Bye.